0: You can really short circuit your growth by just hopping around to different churches when things mm-hmm. get a little bit difficult or when you're just kind of being carried around yeah and sometimes god calls us to seasons of discomfort and um, it feels like it's a little bit
1: uphill but a lot of times that's where we grow hello this is pastor john this is pastor tim this is the every moment his podcast from holy cross lutheran church in Kearney. And today we're talking about the different ways of leaving a congregation. And, you know, we kind of live in a ghosting culture, meaning that we leave without telling (laughs) whether it be peacefully or not. And um, we just kind of want to name and talk about a healthy way of leaving a congregation and the different ways that one might leave a congregation. All right. And so, but I, do you have a dad joke? This is more of a pastor
0: joke actually. <laughs> Hit me. Okay, so um, what do you call a group of geese?
1: Um,
0: a flock? It's a gaggle. A gaggle. A gaggle of geese. Uh, what do you call a group of uh, bison? A herd. herd, you got that, yeah. yeah. What do you call a group of uh, crows? A, a cackle? It's called a murder. A murder. Yeah, a murder of crows. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's that's interesting. What do you call a group of ravens?
1: Something interesting. It's Tell an me.
0: unkindness. An unkindness. Yeah. And what do you call a group of alligators? Um. <laughs> a congregation. Ooh, that's <laughs> spicy, that's spicy. But it's actually true, I think. You, yeah, a group of alligators is called a congregation. A congregation, yeah,
1: yeah. oh, I see, yeah. <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> so not, not you know, take that in, in the good nature it's for, but if you yeah. get enough <laughs> enough congregation members together, it's maybe a bunch of alligators, I don't know. Is no, that, no. Okay.
1: no, not here.
0: No, not here. they're sheep. Cats. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay enough silliness. Um, so we're talking about ways of leaving a congregation.
1: Yeah. And can I tell you an article I read about this? Yes. I think I printed it and put it in your box. Yeah. In your mailbox. Uh, and it's, it's uh, from Christianity Today. And it's about um, how pastors deal with being ghosted. Meaning that people just leave. And that, that's, a, that's a 21st century American thing. It's also a it's a COVID post-COVID thing, and so ghosting meaning we're just we're just gone. And I think it comes from the dating world, mm. where the uh, internet dating world, where mm. you're dating somebody, you're you're getting to know somebody online, and then they just they disappear, and no, and,
0: no questions, no answers yeah, yeah, yeah. and
1: uh. And so it went on to talk about how some congregations are implementing in their bylaws, in their um, new member
0: mm.
1: process, in their church covenants that they have for members, they're implementing a section about how, how to properly leave. Mm. And, and they, they mentioned basically what we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, so I, I think it, it comes down to, um, a little bit of a review of the pastoral office is like pastors have to give an account for the people that they're, that Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit has given them charge over. And so it's not a casual relationship.
1: Right. In first Peter, it's, uh, the term used is oversight. Yeah. Shepherd the flock, to be overseers, to have oversight. That means you care for this spiritual condition mm-hmm. of each of the people in your congregation and it's not just pastors who do this we shepherd and provide oversight for one another yeah that's important but um, pastors are the ones uh, publicly tasked with this um, and they provide leadership in it and um, and now we have to remember there are normal seasons of life that lead us to leave a church. There, yeah. there are some good, healthy reasons to leave a congregation. Yes. And it's not always bad. And so um, we want to be aware of this. So what's the, the first way of leaving a congregation?
0: So the first is, is death. I mean, that's one, like you would leave the, the living roles of a congregation. You would go to join the church triumphant. You know, so you're leaving the local congregation mm-hmm. to be with the church eternal right. in victory and in rest.
1: Yeah, you get a better seat.
0: You get a better seat, yeah. Um, and so this is, this is one way, like mm-hmm. we should conceive of our membership in a congregation this way, that mm-hmm. these are my people, this is my altar, this is my pulpit until I die, mm-hmm. um, unless I move or something like yeah. that happens. But this is my confession of faith uh, thick or thin, and, and I will die in the presence of these people, my beloved saints at this congregation, I'll be buried. I think a good picture of this, like back in the day, and you still see it in especially rural Nebraska, you see the church cemetery. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good picture of, you know, this relationship in the church is, it goes even until death. And then those people who have died in the congregation, like they're buried right over there.
1: Yeah. Or in some churches in Europe in particular, they're buried right underneath. Inside.
0: Yeah. 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 So there's this, um, our relationship in the church even transcends death Mm -hmm. and we don't run from death. You know, we say these people will rest here until the day of the resurrection. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's one healthy way to leave a church Mm -hmm. is to die um, and to be welcomed into the church eternal with the Lord. And with the the blessings, the prayers, and the um, the memories of the saints that are left behind.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the next, uh, and I th- I think this is a healthy way to transfer is that um, life has its seasons. We have different vocations that call us to, to different places. Mm-hmm. Maybe we are taking a job elsewhere. We're going to college. We are returning home from college. We are maybe moving to a different part of town mm-hmm. or maybe we are uh, grandparents wanting to be closer to grandchildren, mm-hmm. whatever that season of life. If we move to another town, it's proper to transfer our membership within the Lutheran church, Missouri Synod, within the fellowship of our congregations. And this is really not a hard process. Um, basically you just need to let your pastors know, or yeah. let the church yeah. know, Hey, I'm, moving to Lincoln, and we might have a conversation about, hey, here's some great churches. Uh, and then you, you once you're done visiting those churches, then then you make a formal like, hey, this is going to be my place. And then we initiate transfer and it, yeah. it takes about as long as the mail takes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little bit of a, and it's, it's such a lovely courtesy, you know, mm-hmm. as you're, a, if you're a pastor, if someone says, hey, I, gosh, I moved to yeah Lincoln and I'm going to this church and found a great place. And as a pastor, I'm like, well, thanks be to God. And I'm so glad you're you're cared for, that you've found a community to love and to hear God's word in Mm -hmm. and God be with you.
1: Yeah, and, and another reason to do that is you don't wanna end up on your church's inactive list. True, And having the pastors and elders looking for you yeah. simply because you moved and you didn't tell anybody. Yeah, So um, it, it's just a good courtesy to, to say, hey, pastor, I'm moving. I moved and here's where I'm worshiping. And then as soon as you can. Yeah. And this would be transferring to another
0: Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod Church, or mm-hmm. one of our sister churches throughout the world that we would say we're in fellowship with. So we would say, yeah, God be with you. We're thankful that you found a faithful church to worship in. Awesome. Yeah. Good. Uh, and the next one is not as favorable, I'd say, but it's possible. But it's permissible. It's yeah. permissible, is, and that's peaceful release. Yeah. So a peaceful release would happen if uh, a member of the church said, hey, I, I, um, I've been worshiping at, at this Baptist church. Or this other denomination, and i 'm just really convinced that they 're giving me the gospel in a in a more truthful way. I think that their mm-hmm. confession is more scriptural, yeah, that this is really what God intends, and so i 'm going to change my confession of faith, and I love you guys so i 'm not mad at you, but i 've just mm-hmm. really been convicted that this is the truth rather than uh, the convictions of Holy Cross or whatever church they 're in and so you want to talk a little bit about that
1: yeah i mean and i appreciate that conversation too because like i mean it like you would hope that somebody's not going to go to say baptist church methodist church e free church simply because well i kind of like the the coffee better or yeah. i kind of think the worship band i just enjoy the yeah. music or or the preaching or whatever you, I, I think those are less than good reasons to, mm-hmm. to switch because they don't deal with, well, what do I actually believe? Like, if you were to say, I'm going to a Baptist church because I believe that only adults, professing Christian adults, should be baptized, and I'm going to jo- join this church and be rebaptized. Mm-hmm. If you came to that conclusion through scripture and you're convinced, And you've thought about it, you've prayed about it, you've wrestled with it. Maybe you've had conversations with your own Holy Cross pastors. Mm -hmm. Then, in that case, I'd be willing to say, "Okay, we'll release you peacefully." You know, if you ever want to come back or you want to talk about this more, we're here. Um, You know, and uh, or another example would be: I don't think it's a good reason to to leave the church you worship to say go to a Roman Catholic church because you met this girl, and she's (laughs) she's not changing. I mean, yeah, she's, yeah. she's gonna be Roman Catholic till the day she dies. Yeah, cause, cause grandma said so. Cause grandma said so. And, and it's just what we do yeah. as a family. Like your, your confession of faith is more important than anything else. Yeah. And so it, that's not a good conscience reason. It yeah. would be better for you to remain where you are. But if you say went in this dating relationship or through marriage, you're like, actually I think the Roman Catholics are right. right and I think that they're more faithful Then okay, let's have that conversation and we can have a peaceful release. Because we don't want to, you know, the conscience is a very important thing. It is. And we recognize that while some Christian doctrines are incredibly clear and like, like if you were gonna say, hey, I'm gonna be a Jehovah's Witness Mm. or like a Mormon I don't think there's a peaceful release there. Like we can't just honor that because you're saying you're not a Christian. Yeah. If you join one of those fellowships because you have to deny the Trinity and that Jesus Christ came in the flesh. Exactly. Yeah. And so we can't give a peaceful release on that. But um, because their salvation is likely in in jeopardy there. Yeah. But while we need to take doctrine very seriously, we have to recognize that um, this side of heaven this side of the renewal of all things, we see dimly in a mirror, and mm-hmm. so um, somebody's conscience may convince them otherwise.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, this is usually, in my experience, this is not the case. Why rare. people yeah. move churches? They're not saying, you know, I, I really did some doctrinal digging, and I, mm-hmm. I've really come to a informed conclusion that this is the case. This other church is is saying um, the word of God more clearly. Usually it is the, hey, I, I met this girl over here, or um, it's, it's usually a little bit more light or unconscious. You know, it's like there's some kind of force that's drawing me over to this church. It's the worship, or it's just I needed a, sh- a change, or I, you know, I felt I, I needed difference. And something that happened over here spoke to me, and so I'm going to give yeah. this one a whirl. And it's like, you well, know, let's, let's pump the brakes and are we thinking about this clearly? Because, you know, say you go to that church and you maybe you have another kind of a dry spell or you, you have another season of life that pulls you to another church or another or group of Or the pastor gives
1: a sermon on stewardship and money. And yeah. like, oh, nope, or <laughs> or you have you a change of pastor,
0: right? Yeah. And, and yeah. whatever that kind of superficial thing that was drawing you there changes, mhm Um, And then you're in the same kind of wandering.
1: um... Well, a lot of times it comes to like, okay, how committed are you going to be to this church? Yeah. Because if you're going to be really committed to say um, Baptist church, it's like, are you committed to being rebaptized? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah,
0: Are you going to try to keep your Lutheran confession and beliefs, but just kind of hang out with those people? Yeah, with those Christians and not, you're not going to buy into what they're preaching. Yeah. And so you're going to kind of be a half in half out kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I agree. It's like, if, yeah. Hey, if you're going to go over there, go all in, you know, if you're going to be a member over there, then go through their classes and, and understand their doctrine and, mm-hmm. and say, this is what I believe and what I hold and I'm committed to it. Um, and so there's, there is some less, then godly reasons to change churches that we would probably try to try, at least talk through in a serious way. Yeah. And sometimes people will still have that conclusion. I'm still going over there. Yeah. And in that case, we might still say, okay, we'll release you peacefully. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't feel great about it, but we, we will let you um, go.
1: Yeah, we have a, and I would say too, that we have a really good relationship with most of the pastors in town. Um, I don't know all the pastors in town. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of pastors in churches, but you know, from pastors from some of the larger churches here in town, yep. you know, we, we know them pretty well and we see them on a regular basis. And we've had these discussions about like, hey, uh, just to let you know, these people are worshiping at your church. And they'll say, oh yeah, these people from my church are worshiping at your yeah. church. And, and we kind of have that conversation openly because we, we don't want to take each other's people Yeah, And if we do have people switch, we want them to be committed to the beliefs of our church.
0: Yeah. And I think you've talked and we've talked about this and preached on it too. It's like, you can really short circuit your growth by just hopping around to different churches when things Mm. get a little bit difficult or when you're just kind of being carried around. Yeah, And sometimes God calls us to seasons of discomfort and, um, it feels like it's a little bit uphill but a lot of times that's where we grow and so we would we would we would counsel longevity in a church relationship yep. wherever it might be yeah so that's peaceful release uh finally uh excommunication
1: yeah uh excommunication it literally means like ex means like out of or away from communion and so it means no longer communing well, that word communion's interesting cuz it means It can mean the Holy Communion, but it's tied to the communion of God's people or the fellowship of God's people. You can't really make it. You can't really distinguish in the church communion at the altar and communion with God's people. Um, It's kind of the same thing. So this is like a extreme last measure. It's not used lightly. In fact, it's not just something. It's it's something the entire congregation actually has to vote on in a voters mm-hmm. assembly, according to our constitution and bylaws that there, if there were to be somebody in the congregation who very publicly sins and refuses to, to repent. Now, we're not talking about somebody who makes a mistake and continues to make a mistake and right. each time comes back and says, forgive me. Because sure what does Jesus say to Peter? Peter says, how many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times. Yeah. And Jesus says, 77 times seven. And yeah. so... Like we have an obligation to one another to always speak the gospel to anybody who repents. What we're dealing with here is, is really public sin that um, hurts the body of Christ and that does not bring glory to God and encourages others to sin. And when that sin is embraced publicly and unrepentantly, unapologetically, after many admonitions from mm-hmm. pastor and congregation, if the person refuses to repent, then they can be then um, removed from the congregation through excommunication. Yeah, and it's it's real
0: serious. I mean, like you said it's the last it's the last measure, and it's actually. It's never done just to spite people.
1: No, never. Right?
0: But in fact, we have an example in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 mm-hmm. where uh, St. Paul says, Release him, you know, so, for the destruction of his flesh mm-hmm. so that his soul might
1: be saved at the end. Yeah, it's kind of a last, <sighs> last measure of like this person, by the way they're living. And because they're refusing the counsel of their church, they're showing that they're not Christian as far yeah. as we can tell. And so we're trying to to bring them back to repentance and they have not listened to anything, any counsel. And so regrettably, we're going to, to, um, to break ties with them in the hope that yeah. they would come back. Um, and sometimes people will, upon excommunication will just Confirm their unbelief and walk mm-hmm. away. Other times, it actually brings people back and brings them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, which is what happened in exactly, Second Corinthians. Exactly. He did come back, right?
0: Yeah. And was was uh, Paul in Second Corinthians says, welcome him. So he's yeah. not, you know. And down-casted. just to
1: give a little bit of background, like, so I encourage people to read this because when we talk about something like excommunication that we're maybe we're likely not familiar with or comfortable with. Um, we shouldn't be comfortable with it because it's very uncomfortable <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest um, it's it's from scripture and so paul cites the example of a man who was sleeping with his um, his father's his wife. father's wife so it's so like stepmother, stepmother. Yeah. and so and this is a type of sexual sin that would have made even the sexually loose pagans blush yeah right and it was bringing uh, a bad name to the church and, yeah. and encouraging sin among others. And yeah, so, this is
0: uh, you know, there's a word in um, scriptures, you know, scandal. Yeah. And it's a scandal. It's a stumbling block mm-hmm. to people who are seeking the truth and seeking Christ. Yeah. Cause it's saying, oh, that's what Christians do. You know, they, they, they openly sin w- without, without,
1: without any, any correction. Yeah. yeah. And so because of this, Paul had in, encouraged the church. He had admonished the church. He told them that this person due to unrepentance would be removed from the church. But it, it turns out that this person is um, very likely in heaven. Yeah, right. Because they repented is what Paul says.
0: Yeah. So essentially it's, it's saying to somebody, um, yeah, as far as we can tell, you are not a Christian. Mm-hmm. And you will not be uh, ushered into joy on the day of judgment, but rather judgment um, upon your sin. So you're, we don't want to like f- say it's okay. We're not doing you any favors if we say it's, it'll be all good Yeah. because the Lord has spoken, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think this is, it's healthy for churches to recognize when someone is in the, that position and needs that word. It's not something we, desire? Is that
1: something we hope to happen? Well, and there's preventative measures every Sunday. Uh, We we often call excommunication the last, kind of the last resort in church discipline. Mm -hmm. But the truth is that every sermon is an act of church discipline. Mm. Discipline in a positive sense that God is discipling us. He's disciplining us as a father gently, lovingly disciplines a child for his or her own good. And so, the, the sermon, the Bible study, the conversation with the pastor or other church member in confidence, you know, giving gentle correction or admonition, those are all acts of discipline mm-hmm. and, and they're good. And, and actually, if we're not disciplined by the Lord, it, it, it means we don't belong to him. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah. Um, you know, I think an example, and an another example of, of um, and it's kind of hard to pin down where this one is, but if we've reached out to somebody who's been inactive, they just haven't been a part of our church mm-hmm. for years, and mm-hmm. we've we've tried repeatedly to contact them and they don't respond to us, then we do um, we do release them, um, and in a way, it's it's kind of like excommunication because mm-hmm. that person has they're they're i mean it's kind of their self excommunicating their, yeah they're self you know, excommunicating they're yes. leaving the communion
0: the community of the church you know the visible church here on earth yeah and, um you know it, it is a going against god's will to not hear his word to not gather with his people yeah and so yeah that people who just ghost the church possibly would be self excommunicating and we would be forced to recognize that at some point
1: at the very least just recognize they're not a part of our church anymore because what does it mean to be part of a church if we're not actively participating in the church and i'm not talking about people who can't come to church because of sickness illness life situation pastors we're aware of those situations as much as we can be Mm -hmm. we're talking about the person who just like nope yeah like
0: i I know what god says i don't care yeah that's that's the issue we're talking about so that's that's the last one so the four ways to leave a church you mm-hmm. can you can die <laughs> and graduate to the the church triumphant yep, uh, you, can you can transfer transfer to another faithful congregation with a with the blessing of the church uh, you can have a peaceful release where we recognize you're a believer who has different convictions now and we can respect that hmm um, or you can uh, end the relationship through um, crass rebellion against God and, and go towards excommunication. That's it.
1: Yeah, there's kind of four ways. And and I think just a closing note is, as pastors, we just really appreciate it when you let us know where you are. <laughs> you yeah. know, if you're moving, like we, we value that relationship with you. And we would really love to have that conversation with you if you're moving to Omaha or Lincoln or... Hastings, we, we know pastors there. We know churches there. We'd love to encourage you to worship there. Yeah. And find a good church home.
0: And also, I think it's a good opportunity to just say, we love the people in our church. You know, we love seeing you uh, when we show up, when we live life together, when we receive God's promises together. Like, that's a really beautiful thing. And it's mm-hmm. an honor to serve God's people. Yeah. We don't His take name. it lightly when you leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you next time. Next time we're talking about the reality that following Jesus can be uncomfortable. This
1: is true. Amen.